We're good? I do. Okay. Oh, the clock has started on season five of Can Glitter you... and Gay. Welcome to my house. <laughs> this really is my house. Glitter and Gay. Coming your way. So thanks for tuning in today. Can you believe it? It's been a while. It's been a minute. It has it has been a minute. And you know what, though? I will say I feel like a little breather. In between up because we did seasons one through four back to back to back to back and they were a huge success we had a ton of fun and i think every now and then taking a small little breather kind of like american idol you know they they did their 13 seasons back to back went off the air for a bit and now they're back with a whole new look and feel and judges and it's gotten worse. <laughs> but, so hopefully that doesn't I, happen here. I, I started to say, like, are you going to replace me like they replaced Paula Abdul? Like, I'm feeling a little uh, insecure here because it took everything I had to get you to uh, agree to season five. You just were not ready to 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 restart it. And I was Don't I was taking it. a little personal. Do not make it sound like that. Um uh, to go back to Paula Abdul, the show went severely downhill upon her exit. <laughs> I think if they've learned anything, it's that Randy, Paula, and Simon were the were the queen trios. And then they got Nicki Minaj and um, uh, uh, Mariah Carey, and that was actually very entertaining because uh, they're both. Those are two very, very funny people. And big personalities. Huge. And like yeah. didn't love each other. Right. But you know what I actually like came to really love about Nicki Minaj is that even though she's got that bite to her, um, she's always like very complimentary and yes. respectful of yeah. specifically other women in the industry. Right. So um, as long as you don't bite her, she won't bite you back. I don't know about that. Because... I, I, I mean, I, I think. I mean, she seems to to not ever look for the for the trouble, but she is not afraid to uh, jerk you back into your place. Did you see the clip that's flying around on TikTok right now of her on Stephen Colbert and the rap that she makes up about? Um, getting with Stephen Colbert, and it ends it, and she was like, "You call me Queen Nikki Colbert." <laughs> um, anyway. You should not take it personally that it was a little hard to get me this season. I mean, it's like you've been a little busy. I've been, I've been, I've, we've both had. We've both, it's been busy. It, we've it's both had busy. some, uh, 2023 was full of some big life for both of us. Yeah. And so I why think, don't we kind of kick it off with life updates? Well, I was about to say, this is the tradition. We always kick off each season with a life update. I feel like this is the, uh, this time it'll be robust because we let some life happen yeah, in between seasons. For sure. So you switched brokerages. I did. <gasps> I mean. Oh, my stars and stripes. Yeah. First of all, I had to find out on social media, <laughs> which was weird. And you had told me that you were thinking about switching. Yeah. And I thought for a minute that you were coming to the agency. And then you started teasing it on social media that you were making a switch. And I was like, oh, she's coming to the agency and she's going to make it like a really fun surprise for me. And like <laughs> she's done it all behind my back and she's going to be like, we're in the same family now. Anyway, that's that's that me trying to happen. write a story that didn't happen. That didn't happen. You know, it's really interesting that you say that because you are one of my closest friends. Mm -hmm. We talk a lot. We talk about a lot of serious things. We talk about um, a lot of life. 
and you did not know about the change that was the impending change. I knew you were talking. I yeah. knew there was an impending change, yeah, to be you fair. You knew that I was talking, but you didn't have any idea, like, right. the timing or who or what. Because we debated a lot. Yeah, of, we did. You, you had some options. Yeah. Yeah, yeah was, some interesting options. Yeah, it was amazing. I, I was, I, I had a lot of amazing options. Um, it, and, and and the change has been wonderful. Um, and and the company that I was with has been amazing. So the company that I left, Ansley Real Estate, which is a part of Christie's, I mean, just a class act. I mean, the agents, the brokers, the leadership, just a class act. So I feel so abundantly blessed um, to have almost had like, you know, like a, a, a send off. And and you should feel abundantly blessed because that is not how most people handle the oh. exit of an agent. It's cut yeah. you off. Yeah. It's go after you for as much money as humanly possible. No. It's try to get back every dollar they've ever spent on you no. and just make mm-hmm. your life hell, which makes no sense to me. Yeah, no, makes no sense to me. They were absolutely wonderful. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I, it, for me, I just was looking for something a little bit different um, on a national perspective. Just, you know, kind of my reach has kind of gotten a little bit big. And- <laughs> my, my reach has kind of gotten a little bit big. <laughs> I mean, just like one of the most famous real estate agents in the country <laughs> and, and and maybe needing a little bit more of a national audience yeah. and network. Yeah, yeah. I mean, real, I mean, and really it was it was nothing. It, there was not I don't have anything bad to say about the previous company they were amazing and it are is they a, just in atlanta um they are and i mean it's a part of the it's a christie's affiliate but the but the brokerage is just in atlanta but you want to talk about the best agents amazing agents amazing brokerage amazing brokers and and leaders so it was it was uh, a a a melancholy move from leaving such a great place, um, but I've been thrilled to be at Coal Banker. It has been uh, so interesting how some people took the news because I was talking to several different companies, um, and while most of it was positive, uh, there was. There was some that I was surprised that wasn't positive. I well, I mean, a switch is it's going to naturally, you know, upset some people. I have found, you know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, I'm in a heavy recruiting part right. of, of of my business, which we can get to in a second. It has been fascinating to me to kind of dissect the psychology that goes into switching brokerages and not so much, I guess, a little bit of the psychology of the person actually making the switch, which is probably uh, a good. I want to hear your thoughts on this. I talk to agents. They they love our mission. They love what we're doing. The idea of packing up their bags, getting everything sorted and organized, getting all of their clients informed and moving And, you know, this was even true of Dana, my partner out here. Uh, That was like one of her biggest fears was like, oh, my gosh. And then she did it. And she was like, oh, that was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. But in their head, they're like, oh, just the idea of switching and making this big announcement is just going to be such a big undertaking. Right. And what was the reality of that move for you? Was it? Do you know it was smooth as silk? It, it, It was just 
absolutely seamless for me. But again, I think that it was seamless because the brokerage that I left was so amazing to me and the brokerage that I went to was so amazing. So I, I, I and you know, I've transitioned before and I have to say I have made a difficult, oh, my stars and stripes. I made a very difficult transition and they were mad and didn't want to release the license and didn't want to release the listings. And it was just absolutely brutal. Um, but it was indicative of of the leadership of that company. So, yeah, you know. And, you know, I have to say hats off to Sotheby's as well, because Sotheby's treated Dana yeah. like royalty on her way out. You know, yeah. I think they were uh, obviously disappointed. I think it's totally natural to be disappointed. Yeah, and, of you know, obviously they see these big producers and these people as like a loyal part of their family. But they treated her so well on the way out, which is so smart, because like, yeah. if God forbid things go belly up for us, you know, if we've if this doesn't work out, it's working out, by the way. But let's just say it didn't. Yeah. If they had treated her horribly on the way out, there's no way she's going back. But people make switches all the time and they're like, oh, the grass wasn't greener. I I miss my old pasture. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And like if you your best case scenario, if somebody is definitely leaving, is that you leave a door open for them to come back. And it sounds like your brokerage did that as well. But You know, so many of these brokerages, they sue the agent, they go after them for all sorts of money. And I'm like, okay. I was like, now it would be awkward for them to stay. Like, they're like, I'm suing you. I'm like, okay, well, if I stay now, I'm like living in this house of people who have like threatened me legally. And like, I don't like me. Yeah. And now I'm going to be even like more uncomfortable here. Um, And then if I go somewhere and they were right, you know, because of course, the second you announce that you're going somewhere, the... It sounds like this didn't happen with you, and it definitely didn't happen with Sotheby's, but, you know, they start shit-talking. Yeah, they're no. like, oh, you're going to be miserable there. They don't know what they're doing. Their yeah. systems are, you know, and it's just like this defense yeah. mechanism yeah. of you're making a huge mistake, like, and yeah. and it's terrible. But, you know, if that was your whole thing on the way out, and the turns out they were right, and you've, like, treated them horribly, they're not coming back to you. Yeah. They're going to go somewhere else now. Yeah. So it just makes zero sense to me the way that transition is happening uh, between brokerages and the real estate community at large. So Well, and especially when it's such a, um, you know, uh, a, a top producer, a recognized agent, if, if, if really you... Uh, treat them with respect and class as they move. They they typically will do that. And you're going to cross paths with that person again. Yeah. Like, I mean, I will 100% cross paths with another Ansley agent. And I think we actually already have, but... I mean, and and there's just no no bad blood. It's just it's wonderful. And yeah. and my offices were right across the street from each other. Like not across the street, across the parking lot. Well, and actually, this I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking of this right now. Like in the moment, here we are talking about how great your ex brokerage is, right? Yeah. And so it makes them look great because yeah. they treated you so great. Oh, yeah. And so for somebody who's looking for more of that local experience and like want to be part of that local luxury brokerage yeah. and that's more of like the audience and the ideal that they want, they're gonna listen to this and be like, Oh Oh yeah. Because the other flip side of somebody leaving is when somebody leaves, there's some you know, there's that herd mentality. And yeah. people are like, 
Oh, wait a minute. Is somebody not happy here? Should I not be happy here either? Like, why did she leave? If if it's if Cole Banker's better for her, maybe Cole Banker's better for me. Right. And and you're exactly right there. And 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 it's funny because um, the Marietta office, which is is where I am, um, that office was started by a bunch of agents from a different brokerage that came over to Ansley. And so it's so it's so interesting to me. But, you know, it's been a lot of a lot of life, a lot of business, a lot of personal. Talk to me about personal. Uh well, you know, uh uh how are the kids? How how's the loves? <laughs> um, um, Victoria and her husband are amazing. Those babies are just great. I have to tell the story. Um, so I was I went yesterday and I had lunch with them because. Did you tell them you were coming to see me? I told them. Well, yeah, they knew I was coming I to mean, see. You. I just want to know that I was talked about. Oh yeah, you were. Okay, and great. so um, I told them. I said, you know, Glitter's going to go to New York. I'm going to go see Tyler, and they're like. And Callie's like, New York. And like, he has no idea. Like, he doesn't know what that is. And so, you know, I spent, I had lunch with them and we played games and Victoria cooked this cracker crack. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Cracker crack? Oh my God, it was. What the fuck is cracker crack? Oh my gosh, it was so good. So it's saltines, butter, brown sugar, chocolate, and sprinkles. Like, how bad could it be, right? I mean, that is some Southern shit. You know what my favorite uh, Southern treat is? My mom makes it, and it's a Christmas cookie. Um, But, well, we just have them around Christmas. There's nothing specifically Christmassy around these cookies. Well, this is called Christmas crack, but I told Victoria to call it cracker crack, because then you could have it for Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day. But anyway, back to my story. So I saw. Oh, you don't want to hear about my cookie? No, not yet. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right in the middle of my story, Tyler. I know. I'm just trying to make it conversational. Okay. Well, we're going to get to the conversation part. Just let me finish talking. (laughs) Anyway, so, um, so... You know, I gave him a kiss and a hug. I love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. And so as I was leaving, Milo comes to the front door and he goes, bye, Glitter. I love you. And he's two. Oh. Did he say it that deadpan? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like like you're glitter. leaving. I'm never going to see you again. Oh. oh. It was like, because I, I, I said, I'm leaving. And Milo goes, no. I was like, oh, my God. That's so awesome. But it's just so so the kids are great. Lucas broke up with the girlfriend. <gasps> yes. Oh, I mean, she might listen to this. Don't act too excited. What if she comes back? You can't. She's you not need to be ever like Ainsley. coming back. You need to be like no. Ainsley. You need to be like Ainsley <laughs> no. and give a graceful exit. A hard no. You want to wish her well. You want to introduce her to new boys. No. <laughs> like, uh, no. <laughs> no. So uh, Lucas and the girlfriend broke up. And I actually started... How did I not get a text right when that happened? How oh am I finding God. out live on the no podcast? I have no idea. I was dancing down the damn street naked. I mean, I was so happy. Was sh- it because she was gone or the dog? <sighs> you know, I think that Lucas really handled it in the most mature way. And he, oh, said, good for and him. he, said, to him, he said to her, he goes, we are not making each other better. Ugh. He's like, we've been together a year and we're not making each other better. And, you know, of course, as the mother of the son, and there's a thousand things that, you know, you would think I would say about um, this young lady. But in all honesty, 
it was the two of them did not bring out the best in each other. Yeah. So and and I and I've been in that situation, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that the mother thought, "Thank goodness she's gone." Um, but but in all honesty, I think that they just didn't bring out the best in each other. But I I've been dating someone, and I'm happy as a pig in a puddle. I know, and we can say his name, but we're going to give him a nickname for for this. The man. I, you don't I, like it? I don't because it's what, what it's, do it's a little him? too generic. It needs to be like a name because we'll talk about other people who are men, and uh. and so I just feel like it could get a little confusing. I mean, he can be your Mister Big. Um, no, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't think that that fits him. He's just he's amazing. Wait, it, it, who it, was it, the what was the guy's name who uh, spoiled you? Who had the the cars? <laughs> Do we really want to go back to that? Well, I mean, that was such a long time ago. What was his name? Um, I could just go back and listen to season one. <laughs> it's not like it's not like this you know, is new information. You know, I wonder if I wonder if that other guy, you know, because that guy's been married for twenty years now, right? I wonder if what his wife thinks about me talking about him. But anyway, I digress. But no, he is amazing. He's wonderful. Oh, so we're not giving the other name. No, we're not. Um, so he, he's, you were just brushing over things yeah. today. You brushed over my cookies. You yeah. brushed over. Okay. Yeah. But he's wonderful. He's amazing. And I'm um, happy as a pig in a puddle. I think that I I think one of the things that I um, am so attracted to is that he just does it. I mean, like, like he makes everything happen. The other thing that based on the because I haven't gotten to meet him yet, but obviously I've heard wonderful stories about him. I see the way he treats you, the things that he spoils you with. I love to see Glenda get spoiled. Yeah. Um, Glenda gets um, gems, which is like a different G, but still an alliteration, I guess, Um, is the way that he just showed up with his feelings and was like, here's how I feel. Do you feel the same? He was and, honest and earnest. And yeah. he, he wasn't afraid to say, this is how I'm feeling about you. Um, which was so... Rare. That's <laughs> rare. That's some rare shit. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. he's a great communicator. And um, he's just kind. Yeah. And, I, and, and, and I mean, he's a lovely person. But he's just, he's wonderful. And I, I think that um, I am so blessed and I I don't want to take any moment for granted when um, when I'm with somebody that I, I, I love and care for so much. And it's also just nice to see because there's been a couple frogs along the way, you know? Well, you know, it's good to be, it's good to be calm. Yeah. 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 The sense of peace and calm. It's just so good. I mean, like there's, there's not any of that bickering or power struggle. You know, he's extremely accomplished, so there's no power struggle. There's, I mean, he, there's none of that, and so that it's it's good to feel like that. And business is good, and the house is is good, and life is great. And are you putting in the pool? Oh my God, that pool is going to be the death of me. So, you know, we applied for the permit on September the 1st. Uh It is now, what, January something? Um, 20th. I still don't have a permit for that pool. I am in the river corridor and I have to go through three levels of approval. And it is just, you know, I mean, it's just dealing with 
you know, different uh, local authorities is just never, ever easy. My heat's been out since January 20, uh, December 22nd. The heat on the be- on my bedroom side, your bedroom's nice and cozy, don't worry. Okay, good. The, <laughs> the heat on my bedroom side has been out since January 22nd. I have a home warranty. Have you been sleeping in my bedroom? No, I haven't. I've actually been sleeping with my door open. And so oh. I've been getting enough heat that way, but it's just, it's been a nightmare. So I've, I've been a little bit frustrated with that, but, you know, and I was thinking about the garage doors and the heating and cooling and stuff like that that needs to be done. And it's just, we all need a little bit improvement, including my little house. Does it make you, to kind of segue into a little bit of a real estate chat, does that make you, I keep seeing, there's a lot of talk now around how it's better for some people to be renters. And it's when it's when the shit with your house comes up that you're like, oh, I wish this was somebody else's somebody else's problem. Yeah, you know, this is the thing is and and this is very much like and you'll you'll be able to appreciate this. When your name's on the door, when your name's on the deed, that's where the rubber hits the road. You've got to make the decisions for capital improvements. You've got to make decisions for operating the operating budget and whether it is on your personal home or a home that you own or your business you know it's not for the faint at heart it's just not and and the the reason that the payback is so good for the business owner is the same reason the payback is so good for the homeowner because you're willing to suffer through all and and deal with and take responsible responsibility for all the things that have to be done. Yeah. Um, well, that's amazing. Yeah. I um, wouldn't want to be a renter because I wouldn't want anybody else to be in control of my destiny. Oh yeah, and yeah, I feel like I, just, I mean, I, and and the mere fact that like people up here like renting is like oh like it's your apartment and it's not really your apartment. Like, just the fact that somebody could say, oh, here's your 60-day notice. We're not going to renew your lease. My head would spin around, snot would fly to my nose. I mean, that's happened to me over and over and I know, over I would again. die. I would literally die. But you have to love, like, you're, you're home in the Hamptons. I think that this is the thing, Tyler, is that you are so, um, your spaces are so significant to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about you know, uh, we'll talk about this in a future episode, but I've been rethinking money a lot in my life and, uh, and I've been reading a lot about it because mentally I struggle with money. You know, money is very hard for me inside of my head. Um, I'm really good at making it. You know, I'm really good. I'm very passionate about my career. I'm very passionate about the work that I do. I think I'm really talented at it. So making money doesn't scare me at all. Um, I know the markets go up, the markets go down. I can ride the waves. Um, But I'm a big spender. (laughs) And, you know, and I've had to really take a step back and look at that in my life. Yeah. And. You know, I read this book. I've been reading a ton lately, but I read this book and they were like, find that one thing that's super important to you where you will spend, you know, uh, guilt free. But then you have to cut everything else out. And immediately I was like, oh, it's my homes. I was like, my homes are I spend a lot of time in my homes. I do a lot of work from my homes. I like having people over like so styling my home, having a pretty home in a good location is is like top tier importance to me. Um, and 
you know, I, I, it was funny because last year, um, were you finished? I was going to tell you about my life update. And yeah. then I was like, oh, um, and then I was like wait a second. Absolutely. I didn't want to cut you off. How you are we could, doing on time? Well, You're the timekeeper yeah, this season. You've got, you got seven minutes. Oh, wow. Of the 30-minute episode, <laughs> I've got seven minutes to catch all up. Well, you talked the entire time that I talked, so it's not like you didn't get anything in. Well, you know, it, as it's a we, conversation. we learn <laughs> as we listen back to our podcast, our first season was so conversational. Yeah. You know, and then and then sometimes in like, a, I think it was either two or three when I listened back, I was like, this isn't ping pong. It's your turn. And now I would like to tell the story, and then it's pineapple, right? Yeah, I know, but like like last season, it was. I mean, I was just here, like I was just like a like an ornament last season. You said that, and then I listened to it, and I was like, "Will she ever shut up?" I, would- <laughs> I was like, "God!" I was like, "The people want to hear Tyler." Okay, go ahead with your update because you've only got now it's six down to six. Minutes. Six minutes. <laughs> so, all right, I um, you know. I, I think we were actually filming season three when the horse accident happened. Um, yeah, because that was when you came to Florida yes. and we filmed at Correct. my dining room table with Correct. some microphones we got from Best Buy. Yeah. And um, and I remember feeling like that was kind of, uh, that was going to ruin me last year. And we were also in the middle of a big market downturn. And so I just started like spiraling. I was yeah. worried about money. I was worried about business. And I was worried about things that hadn't actually happened yet. Right. You know, but that was where the fear was going is just kind of like uh, trying to predict the future. And, you know, very much like I was trying to predict you came to the agency. It was just and I was wrong about that, too. I ended up having uh, a very uh, my New York City business was certainly down. But I was still so grateful at the end of the year. I mean, we still had tremendous numbers. But I remember because, you know, my team typically does, uh, like for the three years prior, we were selling between 120 and 150 homes a year in the city. Um, And I think last year it was like we did just, I think we did like 80-ish. I don't know my exact number. We only did 80. I know. Your your perception is your reality. I know. Your point of view. I mean, think about that. I know. I I, I used to dream about selling that many homes, you know, and like helping that many people. And and at the price range that you're selling, let's, let's, let's not lose sight. True. Yeah. And between the accident knocking me on my ass, and then I ended up getting up here, I had to have surgery, which set the recovery back like another two months. And, and... It gave me all of this time to focus in on opening the agency in the Hamptons. And I kind of made this mental commitment that I was like, I'm cutting everything else out for better or for worse. And I think this is why it was a little bit hard to book me this season was because for the first time, it it just feels different to me right now. My team in the city really relies on me. But we've kind of grown up together. You know, we started that team when I didn't really know what I was doing. Right. And I got very, very lucky because I've been surrounded with amazing people who are still right by my side. Yeah. And and we really did grow up together. And it was kind of like we figured out our systems together. We built them together. And we got a lot of outside help, of course, and a lot of coaching and um we also learned from a lot of real life mistakes and out of that grew something so beautiful. That team is so beautiful. Oh, they um, are. And and just like it's just such a strong family and I wanted to create the exact same thing out here. And I was like, how do I scale what I've created in the city here in the Hamptons but at the level of brokerage because in the city 
we're a sales team, you know, and I'm like actually out there helping them with the sales and building the business. And here I'm, you know, I'm recruiting agents and then I'm trying to uh, not try. I'm like succeeding so far at helping these agents basically recreate what I've built in the city. And then I want the brokerage to have like the, the local brokerage here in the Hamptons to have the, the culture and everything that I've created in the city. It is so much work. And then on top of that, you know, uh, figuring out commercial leases for the first time and renovating an office and raising money from investors because it's pretty expensive to get this off the ground. And then now I have this duty to make sure that all of my investors have made a very good investment. Right. And so there's like that added pressure on my shoulder. And then all of these agents who have lots of options, there's lots of brokerages out here, lots of there's the big box houses, there's the ultra luxury, super boutique brokerages. So I had to get crystal clear on, you know, what my value proposition was and why I would want people to come over and then do all of the work of, you know, getting all agreements signed. It was just so much. So I made this mental commitment of I'm doing nothing else. Like, this is it. This is my focus. There's too many people counting on me for this one thing. And so isn't there a book called The One Thing? But this is this is my one thing right now. And so uh, is building this brokerage and and creating something that I think will really propel me to a level of my career that I've been craving. You know, I've been really, really wanting and I feel like I'm ready. I feel like this is my moment and I don't want to get it wrong. And it's I think to the outside world, I look like a bit of a recluse. And it's quite the opposite. I'm with people 24-7. I'm on the phone nonstop. <laughs> I'm talking to uh, new agents who have joined our firm that I'm in love with. You know, I right. just think they're like the best thing ever. But they're getting 100% of me, right? Yeah. And so outside of that, I think people have been like, hello, knock, knock. And I'm, just like, <laughs> and I'm like, you don't understand. I'm also somebody who has to recharge. Right. And then in the middle of all this, this amazing man shows up in my life completely unexpected just as they say it always would right like it's when you least it's not when you're looking for it it's when you least expect expect it and it was funny because you met him i don't think i can't tell this story in seven minutes i think we're down to two and and you definitely don't have seven minutes you have one but what i I definitely want to do is save that story for the love episode and the reason i say that is because i have to tell you i really see what's happened between you and taylor as your epic love story i think so too yeah. I do. Yeah. I'm a little nervous to talk about it on here because the last time I talked about a boy, we broke up before the season aired. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, but I did. Uh, but I, I knew that wasn't going to last. This one, I'm, I, this one I'm, I think is going to stick. I do, too. You know yeah. what else is going to stick? Those pineapples. <laughs> Those pineapples. You throw them up against a wall and like, holy shit. Well, anyway, welcome to Glinda's podcast where I'm just a side feature. I am the side piece of season five. <laughs> You are so sassy. It's over. We pineappled. Okay. What we gonna do? Subscribe, share, rate, and review. Like, like, share, rate, 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 subscribe, subscribe, review. review. In whatever order you like, apparently. (laughs)